Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Steel Curtain Network. Pick it up, pick it! Pick it up, pick it! Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, one of the three hosts of the Steelers Preview Podcast. It is Ravens Week. It's hard to believe there's kind of like this cloud over the Steelers fan base with after a dud last week. It is still Ravens Week. That's what we're talking about. The Steelers Preview. Joining me as always. Dave Schofield, what is up, Dave? How's it going? Oh, yeah. There, I guess there is a game this week after yeah. all. Yeah. The season's not over. No, it, it's not. Mm. Yeah. Who would have known? Brian yeah. Davis. What's up, Brian? Hey, I am here, and it is not all Canada all the time. It's nice to talk Ravens week. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I definitely feel like people are not into this Ravens week as much. I get it. I get it. After last week and the injuries and the bye coming up, I think a lot of people are just like, this is insane. But we are going to get you preview ready. We're doing our job. We're going to do our job. We're going to get you ready for this upcoming week five game at Akershore Stadium, one o'clock Pittsburgh time. It's going to be a fun one. I have a interesting feeling about this one. We'll get to that in the second half when we get to predictions. Of course you do, this. Jeff. <laughs> I do indeed. Sometimes with the Ravens, I've been right way more than I've been wrong. Okay. So let's talk about news. That's what we have to discuss. First and foremost, Matt Canada still remains with the Steelers, but he did make headlines today as he made a lot of comments about the comments he made to CBS sports. One Spiro, I think it's Ditas or Dennis, I don't know if I said his name correctly. I know it's Spiro. Yeah. But it was all about his comment that basically said, this offense is not built to come from behind. Now, everyone's got their own reaction to the comment and to his comments about the comment. Dave, did you have any reaction? Yeah. I, I think Matt Canada fell victim to the transitive property. All right, so you're probably like, oh, do we have to really hear this from Dave? Yeah, yeah, you're going to have to hear it. Is this a grammar For, lesson? No, no, this is a math okay. lesson. Oh, the transitive property. Oh, if A equals God. B and B equals C, then A equals C. Well, the other part of that is that if A equals B and negative B equals C, then negative A equals C. It's the same, it's the same kind of thing. Here is, I bet you, I don't think this reporter made up this completely out of the blue. But tell me if this sounds like something you would think Matt Canada would say. Do you think Matt Canada would say something like, well, this offense is really built on being able to run the ball and then use play action? Does that sound like something he would say? I think it's true. So to me, it sounds like something he would say. But then when they asked the question of, well, why didn't you do that more against the 49ers? He said, well... We were down by a lot. There was three minutes left in the third quarter. We were down three scores, just like he explained in the in the press conference today, where there was a point in the game when they were down by a lot that you couldn't just simply do that. You needed to push the ball and, and everything else. Well, that's your infamous if you're built on doing that. And if being behind means you can't do that, then the conclusion to be drawn is that your offense can't come from behind is really what that's what I think probably happened. None of the stuff that, 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 that he 
Canada probably said, but man, you've got to be smarter than that if those are the kind of things you're going to say. But uh, yeah, that's why I say I think Matt Canada fell victim to the transitive property. I don't think that the conclusion that would have been drawn from that is necessarily wrong, but that's that's just kind of how it is. I can only speak first personally. I, I really couldn't give a crap what he says. I mean, people, like, there were some people <laughs> yeah. that had some really strong opinions about this. I was like, I really don't care. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter. I didn't care when people were like, oh, my gosh, Matt Canada has a burner on Twitter or X, whatever. Again, the, I really don't care. I don't give a crap if Matt Canada, even though it was debunked by Chris Carter, uh, my buddy CC, yeah. like eight minutes of his life doing that. Gosh, Chris, stop. Like, don't feed the don't feed the beast, man. <laughs> Still, uh, yeah, I don't know. Brian, what about you? What is your take on all this Canada crap? When you've got a dead man walking, you've got a dead man talking. And when a dead man's talking, he tells the tales that just keep on getting more and more and more ridiculous. And that's exactly, you know, nothing that this man is going to say is going to appease anybody. So right now he's in whatever I can say to cover my butt at this point. And it is absolutely ridiculous. Now, when I say dead man walking, yes, Matt Canada is going to be gone from this team, but it's not going to be as soon as everybody wants it to be. It seems it is. It is. Uh, I will say this. The odds are very low that he is in here on this team in the second or third week of January, when that contract runs out, I would be absolutely, uh, I, I expect to see that press release saying that his contract is not going to be renewed somewhere in January, maybe somewhere in February, but that's probably when it's going to happen. Now, when he's saying this, and I heard this entire stuff on uh, during that, that uh, Texans broadcast, and when you say, hey, we're not built to be from behind, well, you're not built to be ahead either because you have done nothing to be ahead very much in this entire season. So I'm, I am really, uh, I'm really getting tired of even listening to him at this point. So right now he is just talking gibberish to me. Yeah, bro. I think Brian's quoting my stat geek from this morning, where where, oh, I, yeah. where I laid out the numbers that they. Yeah, you're exactly right, Brian. That if, if they don't, if they, if you can't come from behind, then you got to get ahead. And the offense is not built to actually do anything to start, or not that it's not built that way. It just hasn't produced early on in games. Right. All right. Enough Canada talk. Let's yes. let's talk about the stuff that actually matters as it pertains to. And yes, I know that the offensive coordinator does matter, but yeah. let's talk about the stuff about this game on Sunday. And and there's no larger talking point with the Steelers than the injury report because well, one Kenny Pickett, he's banged up. So Dave, do you have that handy? Oh yes, I do, Jeff. All right, go ahead. All right, and and we we don't have any cut and paste issues so far that I found yet this Not week. Yet. Who knows? Maybe it'll it'll jump back out. But I, I'll be honest with you. I think I think we're looking at at probably more injury statuses this week than we've seen because there were what five players that did not practice today with a new one coming in. And one of the ones that was limited, DeMarvin Leal, he was limited today, Thursday, with his concussion after not practicing yesterday. I still don't know if that's going to be enough to get him through the protocol in order to play. So tomorrow is going to be huge for that one. He's going to probably have to be – I mean, if he's full, there's a chance he could be cleared. If he's limited, he would then have to clear on Saturday. Um, and it's been very rare that – that players that have gone into the protocol have played the next week. So uh, we'll see yeah. how that one goes. But the players that didn't practice were obviously it, um, where is it? Dan Moore Jr. Who's already been ruled out. Pat Frermuth didn't practice again. Who's already called said doubtful he'll play. So I don't he's know why not he's not playing. Okay. <laughs> James Daniels and Presley Harvin, who both missed the last game. 
Neither of them have practiced either day this week. So I don't think it's looking good for either of them. Then the other player that didn't practice crept up on the list today was Alex Highsmith pops all there with a groin injury, didn't practice. So as great as it was that Kenny Pickett was back to full, Cole Holcomb was back to full, Chooksakora 4 is back to full. That's not only was it not good, you had someone else pop in. Kenny Pickett's like the only only redeeming thing right now when it comes to the injury report. Right. I'm hoping Alex Highsmith is like Darnell Washington last week who popped up with a knee and didn't even have a designation. They just had to kind of state it. But anyways, uh, Brian, what were your thoughts on the Steelers injury report? We've only seen Wednesday and Thursday, but so far, what do you think? First of all, Dave, shame on you. It's grug, rug, rug, groin injury. Oh, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever you say it, that's what I think. But when I'm saying it myself, (laughs) I I just roll with it. Uh, So, yeah, this is a very disconcerting injury report. Probably uh, one of the ones that when you see Highsmith pop up on there and you know that there is some depth behind him for the first time ever with Marcus Golden, who has a couple sacks with, uh, you know, the excitement that is Nick Herbig as well, but you always want to be at full strength when your biggest strength on a defense that has played to the point where you're after the offense, you're, you're, if the offense didn't have that many problems, you'd be, uh, not singing the praises of the defense either. It seems like it's a two-man show with T.J. Watt right now and Alex Highsmith. So if one half of that dynamic duo was gone, that's, like I said, disconcerting. DeMarvin Leal is a guy to me that makes strides every single snap. He seems like he's he's going to be the guy in year three or four where – he looks like he's going to be a high Smith at the point where he's going to get a kind of deal because he's going to prove more and more how invaluable he is. So I really want to see Leal in there. I look, I am not saying I almost called him Jordan Barry. Please excuse me. Um, another Australian bragging. It's not like he was horrendous, but we got spoiled the last couple of weeks with a lot of these inside the twenties, inside the tens, um, kicks from Percy Har- uh, Presley Harvin, <laughs> and uh, and Presley is that one guy that his placement is absolutely phenomenal. He's becoming the punter that the Pittsburgh Steelers have craved. Um, he is better more often than he is bad. So you need to get him back in there. And if you have all these players that are not available, Pat Fryermuth, yeah, that, that's uh he's a star in the making as well. They need to uh Kenny Pickett really wants to get the ball to him. They're trying to do that more and more, but with the fact that he is out, who steps up? We talked about how deep that tight end position is. Now we need to we need to see them prove it. This is where you've got to see Darnell Washington show who he is. You've got to see Connor Hayward not be a surprise, not be the guy that's like, oh, yeah, and there's Connor Hayward. That guy's good. But now if he's thrust in the limelight, he's got to show that he could be there 24-8. Okay. Dave, what about Baltimore? I haven't even checked their injury report yet today. What's what Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get to them. Can I just say one thing real quick about how the injury report may have may, may have clarified something? I, it dawned on me why Brian was talking, and that was I was curious why the Steelers released Des Fitzpatrick, elevated Rodney Williams to the 53, and then signed Fitzpatrick back to the practice squad. Like, couldn't you have just kept Washington or kept Fitz, sorry, Fitzpatrick where he was and just elevated um, Rodney Williams on game day as, as another tight end? Now that we see the injury report for two days, I think because if Preston Harvin can't go, you've got to elevate a punter. If now it's looking like James Daniels isn't going to go. You're going to have to bring up another offensive lineman from the practice squad to get your eight. 
So maybe the Steelers had anticipated that early in the week, and that's why they went ahead and switched out the wide receiver for the tight end. Because right now you're looking at there's a potential that other than Mason Rudolph as the third quarterback, you could have all you could have the whole rest of the of the inactive list be players that are out injured. And I still wouldn't be shocked if Dan Moore ends up on IR in a move on Saturday. Yeah, it could happen. We'll have to see what's going on with the bye week next week. It's very, it's interesting how they're going to play their hand in week five in terms of someone like, you know, the groin injury that kept uh, James Daniels out. Maybe he could have gone if it was, say, a, a playoff game or they need to get into the postseason. It's a must win. But they might also be taking it easy knowing that next week's off, get him fully healthy and then get him ready to go. Yeah. All right. All right. I, I can get the ball over now. Sorry. Let's do it. You ready? Okay. First of all, um, a couple of players that were that were full, like uh, okay, wide receiver Rashad Bateman who missed last week. He's been full for two days. Cornerback uh, Jalen Armour Davis. He was limited Wednesday, but full Thursday, so he's trending in the right direction. You've got um, Odell Beckham Jr. limited both days. Justice Hill limited both days. Marlon Humphrey limited both days. These are players that had been out. Then you had, let's see, you had a running back. Wait a second, I'm, I'm getting, I'm, 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 I'm getting confused here. Um, no, he was there Wednesday, but then he didn't show up on it, on it Thursday. So for, forget that one. Uh, you've got outside linebacker. I'm not going to say his name right. Is it Odafi Owe? Did I say yeah. that maybe? He's he did not practice either day with an ankle. Ronnie Staley was full both days with a knee. So it looks like oh, okay. he's going to possibly be coming back. Marcus Peters was full um, both days, and then it was um, safety Daryl Woodley. He did not practice either day. So they're getting some of their players back. Brian, you look confused. What's going on? I thought Marcus Peters was on the Raiders. Is this? A I say Marcus one? Peters. I'm so sorry. I wait. It's here. Marcus Williams. Okay. Marcus Williams. He came from the Saints. He's a safety. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I, I just got that's okay. There, but I didn't Brian, what did, what did, what are your thoughts on that Ravens list? It seems like limiteds become fools pretty soon, and not the uh, kind of fools that uh, you expect with the Baltimore Ravens, but F U L L. So I'm just gonna say that. This kind of bodes well with for Baltimore. It looks like they're getting a lot of people back. Yeah, we'll see. You know, I mean, someone like Justice Hill, Odell Beckham Jr. been limited both days. That can go either way. Yeah, it depends on the injury. It depends on what they do on Fridays. Uh, that's going to be very telling. Sadly, I, I'm left thinking more that this is about, it's not about the team in the purple and black. It's about the team in the black and the gold at home and how they're going to actually play. But before we go into the keys to victory, so to speak, uh, Dave, any thoughts on the Ravens injury report? I'll care more about it tomorrow when I see if anyone's That's actually ruled out. Yeah, because Wang Harbs is always going to Wang. We gotta yep. Wang's got a Wang. Yep. Wang's got a Wang. I can't wait to see his ugly fat face anyways uh you, you really you're looking forward to that no i think it's funny i mean he drives me nuts but it's 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 also like it's it's hysterical i used to say the same thing about brian billick who i hated equally as much as john harbaugh i only like to see his face after the when he's crying moves. yeah when he's crying yeah oh okay. my gosh yeah can i just say this real quick i uh, i bought my my son his very first car today and oh the, the manager that came to meet me at the end after the deal was done, I looked at his name tag and his last name was Harbaugh. And I'm like, I don't know if I could work with you. <laughs> said, I'm actually an Eagles fan. I'm like, okay, because I see Harbaugh, I see trouble. So I'm not going to listen to a was word his first name Wang? It was Wang not ours. Wang, but uh, <laughs> he was a very nice, nice young man. That's but, actually uh, a pretty common last name of Brown. I did not know that. Yeah, I had a, I had a number of students and athletes that had that as last well, name. Well, when you're a guy named Davis, when it's the fifth most common oh, surname, you know. <laughs> well, actually, one of the better cornhole players in the country is actually from this area, and his last name is Harbaugh. Oh, there we go. There's yeah, well, lots of wangs in our area. Yeah, well, let me shot. 
Brian, what kind of car did he get? A 2006 Subaru Legacy Outback with wow. only 123,000 miles. For that that car back then was a uh, that was like the luxury model of Subarus. It's a beautiful car, um, very well maintained. One owner, I sound like you're not selling me the car, man. Well, you're probably lucky, Brian, because from what I see from from that from that company is if you get a good one, you get a great one, but there's also plenty of them that you have fits with. So if the if it's already got that much mileage on it, then you probably got a good one. Yes, I I am a I am really uh I'm really enthused, and he is so happy. It's his first car. Now, it's the family car, but this is the one he's going to be driving. When I say the family car, it will go to his sister, too. I'm like, mm-hmm. we'll call it your car, Connor, but it is. Uh, you can get grounded out of it. <laughs> can you tell me what, 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 uh, what color is it? So if I see it in town, I can de- immediately go in the, another direction. It is a beige-ish green. It's a... Uh, it, oh, okay. it, it's a... Uh, Nice. It's it's really nice. It's uh, it, it's a, it, green outback. Avoid at all costs, guys. And all, all right. Jeff, Connor, uh, can I say this? Yeah, Connor drives better than I do. <laughs> well, oh, I, well, I was going to say, much. Jeff, you you probably need to take about four commercial breaks during the show so Brian can afford to pay to have a teenage driver on his insurance. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. <laughs> that's the call that I'm about to make uh, tomorrow morning. I, I, I'm not loving that. I'm glad the show's tonight, not tomorrow night. (laughs) All right, let's talk about this upcoming game, and let's do some quick, just like what you're thinking about. Let's talk about offensively first. What are the Steelers going to have to do? Don't say fire Matt Canada. Let's be realistic here. What are the Steelers going to have to do to to really make, not fans believe, just this is about a one-game thing, and it's not about the fans. It's about just finding a way to win. What do they have to do to do that, Dave? What do you think? Well, I don't want to mention Matt Canada, as you said, but you can mention essence, him. Just don't say like, "Well, the key to victory is he is no, he gets fired." The, like that's well, not honestly happen. the the key to victory is is you have to you have to minimize his effect on the outcome. The defense has to be the driving force because the offense you can't trust it. You you can't get behind by very much or you don't know what the offense can do. You basically have to almost play perfect in every other aspect of the game in order for, for the for the effect of, oh, my goodness, what are they going to call in this key situation? you just got to make sure those key situations are coming up, which is a very difficult to do. But to me, that almost felt like what, what Coach Tomlin was talking about. they got to get more physical. They've got to hit the ground running. The defense can't take the field to start and give up seven points, things like that. Some, something, I mean, my goodness, the, the Houston Texans scored enough points to win that game before the Pittsburgh Steelers' offense had the ball because the offense couldn't catch up to seven points. So, unfortunately, that's the best thing you can do because you just don't know what you're going to get out of that other part of the game. Then, if you actually get some good play calling and, and things and things of like that, maybe get some, you know, catch the team off guard because they're completely selling out for one thing because you, you constantly do it and you actually decided to do something else, you can take advantage of those things. But, yeah, you basically have to – which is a shame because that's not how championship teams are built. But you basically have to do everything you can to cover your greatest weakness. Brian, what about you? Offensively, what do you think? Renovate what you think is innovation. Because this team tries to be innovative, but their innovative innovation is so predictable. And week after week, we hear how predictable it is. And you've got to realize that it's not innovative. It's not a surprise if you're just doing things in a different order. This this team tries to be way too cute on offense when they need to try to just do the things that no one's expecting you to do, like go deep. Try to stretch the offense, the defense. Try to have sustained drives. Last year, this team was very good in the last the second half of the season of having sustained drives they had a lot of them they had a lot of 10 plus 
play drives. Kenny Pickett has got to also take his team, assume the reins of his team, and not worry about anything but trying to be the leader of his team and maybe turn off the headset a little bit and apologize later. And speaking of the headset, Mike Tomlin has veto power and it's time you start using it because that's no longer going to be an excuse. The offense coordinator is no longer an excuse when you can overrule things. So I think that's some of the things that they need at they need to do. They need to change things up without trying to be cute. Okay, the, you, everything I agree with everything y'all said. I do think they need to try and establish the run. Uh, it's going to have to be creative, but I'm going to let, let's call a spade a spade. Kenny Pickett's got to play better. Like if he's yeah. going to play and he's going to be not 100%, which I think it's safe to say he won't be, he's going to have to be better. And so this is going to be a game where Kenny, you cannot suck. You can't look like a deer in headlights when the pass rush is not really at you. They're just, I mean, they're going to feel some pressure. You are a quarterback. Let's calm the happy feet down. Let's find the open receiver. I think that Kenny's got to be better. If they have a chance of winning this game, which I do think they do have a chance of winning this game for a lot of reasons, but Kenny is just, I hate being that simplistic, but there is some truth to what Mitch Trubisky said after the game in Houston. Sometimes you got to execute the plays that are called. And there are plays that are open and that they're just not executing those plays. So in that, and when you don't do that, then everything else compounds. Exactly. Exactly. So if on, on, on first and 10, if Kenny misses a a Calvin Austin in cutting route, that would have gotten them six, seven yards. Now it's second and 10, instead of second and three or second and two, think about that. It's not all on Kenny, but in this game, it's going to be on Kenny. You got to go out and you got to play well. That's just my own opinion though. Let's talk about defense real quick, Dave. What do you think about that side of the football? Oh, my goodness. It's The Steelers are playing a familiar opponent. They know that they can't come out like they did last week. They have got to come out wanting to smack someone in the teeth or else it's going to be a long day. You've got to be ready to go out there. You know, I basically feel how they played with the Browns. You've got to be out there ready to go out there and, and push someone around and 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 you're not going to win every play. You're not going to, but you've got to be able to 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 come back and smack your guy again the next time. Play hard. <laughs> there you go. I love it. Brian, what about you at the defense? Play Lamar Jackson like you've always played Lamar Jackson. Don't try to confuse Lamar Jackson. Just shadow and stop Lamar Jackson like you've done well. This is not, in fact, I'd rather see Lamar Jackson sometimes than Huntley. That's uh, Huntley in the past three years has played better than Lamar Jackson against the Steelers. But if you allow Lamar Jackson to get free and realize that he can go ahead and shred you, and try to try to force them to be cute. If you force them to be cute, then they get out of their rhythm too. So the number one thing is to get them out of their rhythm. How that is, I can't, I can't explain. But they know how to get them out of the rhythm. You do not have Brian Flores here who who knew how to get them out of that rhythm, even though he was here for a mere season. But if you could find a way to do that. And limit Mark Andrews. I know he uh, he hasn't been the same this season, but he always goes. He seems to go off on the Steelers at times. So if you can just not be cute on defense and make them cute on offense, then you're doing something. You you've got yourself a chance in this game. So on my Let's Ride podcast, which airs tomorrow morning, I do have uh, the behind the enemy line segment where the people that cover the Baltimore Ravens for fans for sports network, they come on my show and they, they were saying that, you know, the, the Ravens, Mark Andrews, which I thought the same thing, Brian, well, he was banged up early in the season. He's just starting to kind of get back into his rhythm. He's starting to get healthy, which is scary for the Steelers. It's scary for me. Hey, he's, 
he's enemy number one outside of Lamar Jackson. Like you got, you can't let this guy beat you down the middle, which he's done so many times. If they're going to try and Zay flowers their way down the field on the outside. Okay. That's fine. You got to stop the run. And, and that's what it all comes down to. You got to be able to stop the run. And I'm not screaming for Braden Fajoko to get a, a game day helmet because I don't think he's necessarily the answer. They have to stop the run. They have to tackle better. And like you said, force Lamar Jackson into obvious passing situations. Let TJ do what he always does. He hits Lamar Jackson every chance he can. They do an RPO. He's hitting Lamar, whether he has the ball or not every single time. I love it. The physicality that Dave talked about. That's what they need. We'll see. We will see. Okay. What's going to happen. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back from the break and obviously we're watching live YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, we're not going anywhere. Afterward from our sponsor, we're going to have predictions and everyone's favorite game, the over-under. Be right back. All right, Steeler fans, we're back. It's time for the favorite game, over-under. I think last week sucked, but Dave, we're going to update uh, everyone's over-unders from last week. Yeah, over-under was was not good. (laughs) Um, But that's what happens when, when everyone picks the Steelers to win and they don't. Your over-unders are based on what you're expecting to happen a lot of the time. So, uh, poor poor Jefferson, you only got one. The other one you got was the Steelers being under four and a half sacks. Um, Brian, you got two and I got two. I know you guys Um, got the Jalen Warren yards. We got the Jalen Warren yards. Um, Brian also had the under of the four and a half sacks, and I had the under of the one and a half takeaways. So the overall scores now are Brian is has eight correct, Jeff has nine, and I have 13. All right. We have five. We have five this week. Had to go in a little different route with some of these. Tried to be creative. So starting off, we're going to go with uh, Rock to the Naj. Najee Harris. Total yards. So this is total yards, both rushing and receiving. And I've got that line at 82 and a half. 82 and a half total yards for double deuce. Brian, what do you think? I've got a trend this week. I'm demoralized. I am saying under on almost everything. Under. <laughs> okay. Dave? Uh, Brian's taking the under on that. Uh, you know what? I'm going to as well. Give me the over. Give me the over. Total yards. I think he's going to have more receiving yards than anything. Okay, Kenny Pickett attempts, passing attempts, all right? 37 and a half. Brian, what do you think? Oh, my. Under. Dave? That's a lot of attempts. I'm trying to think. How many has he had this year? Depends on how you think the game's going to play out. I know. Is is he (laughs) going to have to throw? You know what? I'm going under as well because do they want to throw him that much? If his knee's not 100%, you know, does he finish the game? You know, there's there's a lot of other things that could factor into that. So I'm going under. I'll take the yeah. under. So we all, all right, let's, let's go with Pittsburgh Steelers sacks of old Lamar Jackson or any Ravens quarterback, whatever happens. And this line is set at two and a half. Brian, what do you think? Under. Okay. <laughs> he's he's holding true to form. Dave, yep. go ahead. <laughs> that what I'm gonna go over. I'm I, I I'm thinking, I'm hoping that they can get three sacks. Uh I yeah, I was I was hoping you were gonna go under because I'm going over. I was thinking three as well. So I'll take the over with Pittsburgh sacks. Now the Baltimore Ravens sacking Steelers quarterbacks. We'll assume that's Kenny Pickett. I've got that line at three and a half. Brian. Not holding for him here. Negative Brian over. Oh gosh. Okay. Dave. Uh, hmm. They get after the quarterback pretty well, too. Um Broderick Jones is going to sh- to struggle in pass protection at times, but I think it will continue to improve throughout the game and throughout the year. But for that reason, uh, I really wanted to have the number of three. I'm going to go over. It's so close between three or four. 
<laughs> You're going I'm under, going, aren't you, Jeff? I'm going under for sure. No doubt about it. Under. And the last one, Mount Washington. Right Mount Washington. Darnell Washington receptions. Two and a half. Over, under, Brian. Under. Okay. And you know, I'm not being I, I'm not being defined. No, that's here. not negative. That's no, because I mean, are they gonna say, oh, there's no prayer move? We're just not gonna use the tight end because he's a rookie. I mean, it almost feels like that's something they could do, although it makes no sense. I'm gonna go west on this one. I'm, I'll go over. I think he uh, hopefully hopefully I mean they've thrown him the ball one time and he caught it. I'm hoping he'll get three targets and he'll just catch them all. It might only be for eight yards, but it, it who knows? I'll go over. I'm with Dave. I'm going over. I'm going over. So there you have it. Those are the five <laughs> over-unders for this week. Let's talk about predictions now. According to my bookie, the Steelers, this is the last I checked. So this might have changed. But the last one I saw was the Steelers are getting three and a half points at home oh, with an over-under at 38 and a half. That's the over-under at 38 and a half. So with that being said, Brian... You have the Steelers losing by how much? And uh, what's the final score? How do you know I have them losing? You're a negative Nancy. <laughs> You've so. got to look at the over-unders. Unless you think they're going to win three to two. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Boswell makes a kick and they have a safety. So there you go. <laughs> the Pirates in an interleague game beat the, the Orioles. <laughs> Um, actually the pirates would probably score more than the uh, Steelers right now with this offense. Um, I'm going to go ahead and yeah, everybody gets mad when, when I pick against the Steelers, but, uh, there's times that I pick against the Steelers and they win, you know, I have no problem whatsoever being wrong. I'm fine with that. I love to be wrong here. They have opportunities to uh, pull this out, but I am not feeling the love for this team right now because I started to believe and they played the Texans. And that was not only was that ridiculously called, it was very uninspired. I feel like I, I never want to accuse my team of quitting. I feel like they are not in concert with Matt Canada right now. I, I think they are far apart with that, and I do not think they have the mojo right now. The final score for me, I'm going to say 27 to 13 favor the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, that's that's an over, oh, that's though, right? Over. That that's over. over. 23 to 13 in favor of the Baltimore Ravens. That puts you just under, right? Yeah, 23 13. 13. Okay. And that puts you at the under. Oh my goodness. Brian, you, you had to pick that score after all. Ahead, well, man. what's that? So go ahead. Yeah. Well, what is there to be confident about with this Pittsburgh Steelers team right now? I mean, I hated being the way that it was on Stat Geek this morning, but my goodness. The numbers even told us that Houston should have beaten Pittsburgh. We're like, nah, we're not worried about those numbers because the Steelers make the splash plays. Well, you know what? What a way to wake up this morning, by the way. I wake up and listen to this I'm like, oh my gosh, Dave's got me depressed and it's 7 o'clock The, in the numbers morning. are terrible, Jeff. They are terrible. That's I heard, the only I reason I tried to spin something positive with the title. is like, they'll, you know, at least it's AMC North football because in AMC North football, the numbers don't matter. So, but I mean, come on, Jeff, how, how much confidence do you have in this Steelers team right now? I have the Baltimore Ravens 23, the Pittsburgh Steelers 24. That's right. I am going with that for this reason. All right. When the Pittsburgh Steelers under Mike Tomlin have lost a game by 14 or more points. I thought to look this up. Thank you, Jim Wexel on the Steel City Insider podcast that I listened to. They are 14 and five the following week. When the Pittsburgh Steelers face a team that the, face play a game after they've lost by 21 or more points under Mike Tomlin, they are 10 and two. And when they face a team after losing by 21 points, when they were favored to win that game in the first place, the Steelers are 2-0. and 
and it's the Baltimore Ravens. This is what this team does to us. They make they 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 make us think that things can get no worse, and then they turn around and win a game they have no business winning. That is what this team does. So that's why I, I mean. That's why I'm doing it. I'm because you know what? If I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. It doesn't matter. But that it's what they do. Give it up. Give it up. There is great. great. I I gotta tell you, I love I've got my clip for tomorrow that I'm gonna put on social media. I just got the clip. I just got the clip right there. It's made my job a hell of a lot easier. So obviously that's the over. (laughs) Believe it or not. It's just they have no Mark Madden said it on Breakfast with Ben's Monday, which is on the Fans First Sports Network. He said it. He's like, oh, they have no business winning this game, so they'll probably beat the Ravens. You know, he said it, you know, tongue-in-cheek, but it's because he meant it, because that's just what this team does to us. They lose this game horribly, and then they turn around and and have a game that they should no business win, and they probably will. If they would have came out and beat the Texans, they probably would have been favored to beat the Ravens. They, and if the Ravens would have beat lost to the Browns last week, like we thought they might, then the Steelers probably would have got their doors blown off. It's just the way – it's the emotion up and down that it goes. Um, I'm, I'm starting – Throw, believe it or not, I think practicing in pads on Wednesday is going to make the difference. Shocking. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the pigeons are going to show up. That's what's going to happen too. Thank you. Dilly dilly. (laughs) So I got to be honest. I had my conversation with the Ravens crew for my podcast tomorrow and they are like brimming with positivity because they're coming off of a big win in Cleveland, even though Cleveland didn't have their starting quarterback. It doesn't know obviously Nick Chubb. And I'm just sitting there the whole time and I'm listening to him talk and we're going back and forth and all this stuff. And I just start to get this feeling and I'm like, you know, it's not the, I got a feeling. I got a feeling Pittsburgh's going to win this freaking game on Sunday. And it's not all the metrics that Dave just said. It's the fact that I don't know what it is about this team, this game, these, these AFC North matchups. We could probably list blowout wins by either team in on, on one hand between these two teams blowout wins or maybe what two score games, maybe over one hand, but still not by two. They are always close. They're always tight. This is going to be one of those weird freaking games. I've got the final score Steelers 20 Baltimore 18. How do they get to 18? I don't know. I think they're going to score a touchdown at the end. That, they're, going to need, they're, they're going to need a two point conversion. That puts you get, just barely on the under, know, doesn't it? I know it does. <laughs> Twenty to eighteen. They're going to need a two point conversion to send it to overtime. They do not get it. Steelers win. There you go. I don't know. It's a weird game. It's a weird game. And I, I think another thing was I was doing some work around the house, and I was I was on Instagram and Cam Hayward's podcast. They had a clip up, and he said that. A lot of people were calling for Mike Tomlin's job, and he said, can people calm down? It is week four. He said, guys, there is still a lot of football left to be played. And I thought, you know what? Cam's right. Cam is right. Like We are making these sweeping judgments really early, and I know why, and I'm not saying it's not justified, but there is still a lot of football left to be played. This team wins this game. They're three and two going into the bye week, and everything changes. Let's not talk about the alternative. All right. So, with all that said, I know Dave has trivia. Brian, I'm assuming you do too. I do. Let's go for it. All right. How many 27 players have played for both Baltimore? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I messed with you. I didn't look it up today. I thought about looking it up ahead of time again. I'm like, no, I'm not going to ruin that for Brian. So, I'm going first? Yes. <laughs> all right. So... <laughs> We are going to talk about former Steelers, Mm -hmm. but former Steelers that were drafted by the black and gold who ended up in Baltimore. There were two number one picks that played for both teams. There are two number two picks that played for both teams. And there are actually, I'm sorry, three number two picks and there are two number three picks. I did make a mistake there. I believe it's uh, no. It is two number one picks. Who's number one picks of the Pittsburgh Steelers to play for the Ravens later on? 
who are the number twos and who are Rod the number Woodson. threes? Absolutely. Rod Woodson. Yeah, Rod Woodson. Woodson's the number a, one pick. He's a one. Um, hold on a second. Let me see here. Um, I'm thinking. Sorry, I got sidetracked there. Um, Damn. First round pick. I'm trying to think. It wasn't someone like a Plexico Burris or something. No. He wasn't in Baltimore, was he? No. Um, mm. Let me see. I, uh, da, ba, ba, ba. Who would it be other than Rod Woodson? It's not someone like a Kendall Simmons. He ended up playing somewhere for a couple games, but I don't think it was Baltimore. Um, if it was, be... I don't have him. No, I I don't think it was. The, the more I think, was it about a lineman? It. But it's the Baltimore. It... Was it a lineman, Brian? Go ahead and answer. answer not Jeff necessarily. There, no. I don't know. I'm drawing a blank. I'm thinking. Well, because one one because it had to be the Baltimore Ravens. So. Yeah, I don't think it was Jermaine Stevens. That's the only other lineman that would have been at the. Let me just say he was right. not necessarily a lineman, but sometimes he blocked. It's a tight end. Was it? Uh, was it Bruner? Did Bruner play there? Eric Green. Oh. oh, Eric, that's right. He ended up there eventually. That's right after Miami, right? right? Yes. So what, what is what is the track for? Why is it Pittsburgh to Miami to Baltimore? Um, second round picks are easy. Second round's Cordell. Yes, and it's Le'Veon Bell. Bell yes. ended up there for a stint. Is that all? One more. Yeah. Oh, there's one more. I, yes. That's right. You was changed Mike it to Wallace three. is Mike Wallace wasn't. Mike Wallace round is the third round. He's a Mike Wallace is a three. So uh, another number two. Hmm. Trying to think of and a how far back you have to go. Number two. A significant number two. Okay. Um, I think that's Austin Powers. Yes. <laughs> who who does number two work for? Uh, Jeff, are we being dumb? Should there, is this? I feel like we this, are being dumb. Yeah. He went to Jacksonville first. Was that was that um Cornell? Cornell. Cornell Lake. Yeah, I, that's who I didn't was. I I I knew he played for the Ravens. I just couldn't remember if he was a second round pick or not. And you already have pick. Mike Wallace. Yep. As a three. So give me one more. Give me another another number three. The problem is I should remember who was a third round pick. You're exactly right. Um I'm just trying to think of the era. You know what I'm saying? Um, was there someone more recent, or is it someone not Lima Swede, but this guy likes his weed? Mm. Huh, did that help you, Jeff? No. <laughs> A lot hmm. of players smoke weed. I don't know. <laughs> well, he had a whole bunch of it in his trunk. Oh, Bam Morris. Yep. Oh, that's he was a third round pick. That's what I forget about. Yeah, Bam yeah. Morris and Eric Green were on this the same team at the same time. Mm. And they were tough. Yeah. Mm. Good stuff. That's good. There you go. All right, David. All right. Well, mine. So it's a little bit of trivia and and a, and a whole lot of fun facts, probably more than anything. <laughs> but uh, Steelers lost the Houston Texans in Week Four. When's the last time the Steelers won a game in Week Four? Hmm. I'm gonna really have to see 2020. That was gonna be my guess. 
And here's what you have to remember. In 2020, the Steelers' bye week was moved from week seven to week four. (laughs) They didn't actually play in week four. Then I've got it. Uh Uh-huh. 2019. 2019. 0-3. Yep. They were 0-3 and then beat up on the Cincinnati Bengals with, with Mason Rudolph. On Monday Night Football. Yes, on Monday Night Football. That was the last time. And the whole reason I asked this question is in the Mike Tomlin era, I just that's just so easy to do because it gives you a large sample size um, and, and it's a good cutoff point. The Steelers have played 15 games during week four. How many of those do you think they have won? Uh, I'm going to go with four. Since when is that, Dave? Since 2007. 2007. The Tomlin era. Well, I know in uh, 2008, they uh, definitely won week four. Because yes, they that, did. That was, that, that was a, a Monday night overtime. I'm going to go six. So Jeff said six. Or sorry, Jeff said no. four. Brian yes. said six. The yeah. answer is five. <laughs> uh, I win. The Steelers yep. are five <laughs> and ten in week four. That's crazy. The guess what the next worst week is when and and when and when what the record would be. Hopefully not week five. <laughs> week two. It's randomly week 14, they are eight and eight. That's the next worst. Wow. So this is the only week of the NFL season, week four, under Mike Tomlin, where the Steelers have a losing record. And it's significant. I didn't know this last week, or else I wouldn't have picked the Steelers to win, probably. Because for and now that five and ten, that includes the loss to Houston, of course. But yeah, that's just, it's one of those crazy things that the Steelers in week four have been terrible. I mean, some of these losses are are a little bit crazy. So they they lost to Houston. Last year, they lost to the Jets. The year before, they lost in Green Bay. Then they didn't have a game in week four in 2020. We talked about the win in Cincinnati. The, The year before that in 2018, they lost by 12 in Baltimore. 2017, they beat Baltimore. So that was one of the few. The year before that, 2016, they they won in Kansas City, but that was one of those games coming off a 21-point loss. That was when they got crushed by the Eagles the week before. I'm pretty sure that was the Eagles year. But yep. they, you know, but they 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 lost to Baltimore in in on Thursday night in the game that we infamously called the Scobie debacle. They lost to Tampa on a terrible Brad Wing punt, which allowed them to come back and win it. I was there. They lost in Minnesota in 2013, in Houston in 2011. Okay. Just in again, home against Baltimore in 2010. It's just crazy that the Steelers have lost all these games in week four. I, I really, I really don't understand it, but just to hit you with the nice bright side of things, the Steelers going into this week under Mike Tomlin in week five, 11 and three. One nice. of their better records. The only he, other well, weeks where they, what's that? He bounces back. He bounces back. Yeah. You proved that the, because proved. of the infamous bounce back. The only, there are only, there's only one other week of the season where the Steelers have more than 11 wins under, under Mike Tomlin. Any idea what it is? Week 17. Nah, I was you are correct. That. It is week yeah. 17. 13 and 3 in week 17. How many times they play the Browns, though, in that game? But remember, I mean, one of those losses was in 2019 because that was a that was the one loss by more than two touchdowns, by at least two touchdowns, where I didn't have a game to go after because it was the last game of the season they lost in Baltimore. If, if, so that's why there, there was one more game in there that – because you guys are saying it didn't work. But here's another nice thing. They're also they're undefeated in, in, in regular season week 18 games. They're 2-0. So to finish out the season, that's kind of what the Steelers do the last couple weeks. But uh, that's the only weeks that are more than 11 wins. Other other ones, week 13, the Steelers are 11-5. and five. 
Week nine, they're also 11 and three. And week six, they're also 11 and three. But week six this year, they're not going to have a chance to better that one because that's their buy. There you go. Hey, I want to get this super chat on the screen. Good trivia for both of you, by the way. Um, been up here for a while. My apologies. Uh, Gregory Robinson gives us five dollars that Art Rooney hired Matt Canada. So, why do fans and media think Mike Tomlin can fire him? It's an excellent point. Something that has been talked about a lot on our podcast. I know that Brian uh, talked about that on his Here We Go show with, uh, or it might have been bad language this week with Dave. I can't remember which one it was. And Dave, I know you talked about that on Scobro. Uh, and also, yeah, we've been talking about it a yeah. lot. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But no, it's a, it's a good point. Very valid. Yep. Okay. Let's do some final thoughts here. Brian, you're up. Go ahead. All right, I've I've had a rough week. I'm just going to say this real quick. I'm I'm not doing this for any sympathy. I lost a pet this week. Lost Harvey. Uh, he almost made it to 17 years. He was just my pets watch the games with me and they hang out with me most of the time. And it's uh, to to lose that is uh, I have Steeler pets and they hang out with me all the time. And it's just one of those things that. Uh, after the Steelers lost to Houston and as angry as I was, it put things in, in perspective. And I started to feel better about the Steelers. I have been angry. I have been with this team. I have been just as frustrated as all of you. And then I come to this show and Dave Schofield completely pulled me out of my malaise with a lot of things that he said, got me really excited, and I feel good about it. Then I started to think during this show, it's not because it's toning out Jeff in any way. Seattle does not have two losses. Um, all I was Actually, don't they? No, they don't, do they? <laughs> I'm starting to think about the rest of the week. And I started to think about how Najee Harris did not rail on Matt Canada. He just said, we're playing soft. Then I started to think about Roquan Smith talking some smack. Patrick Queen, who I think is uh, perfect to be on that team because he's a wang. And he's uh, going after Mike Tomlin, which I don't even understand what he was saying. You're not a Raven. You're not a, I mean, I have no clue. He was on the Steelers sideline and he's saying, you're not a Raven. I have no clue what gibberish he was talking. All I know is when you start having the Steelers say, hey, we're soft, we need to do better, we need to do this, I feel like they're starting, they're understanding that it's Ravens week and they're starting to psych themselves up a little bit. And then you have the overconfidence of a team like the Ravens uh, just going and bashing this team like crazy. I kind of, after I hear Dave Schofield, after I hear Jeff Hartman, and the optimism, I think I've got to pull myself out of it as well. So let's just sing this together. It's not king of wishful thinking, because I don't want to go ahead and step on Dave's, Dave's toes. But what I want to do, and I actually don't want that copyright infringement and them to uh, screw us out of some uh, a couple of uh, dollars here on YouTube. But all I'm going to say is, everybody have fun tonight. Everybody wang hobs tonight. Go Steelers. <laughs> all right, Dave. Good luck following that. Go ahead. All right. Well, first of all, um, shout out to an NFL legend who we lost today, mm -hmm. uh, the great Dick Buckus. Um, um, just thoughts and prayers with his family. Um, you hear 80, believe it or not, for someone who played in the NFL, that's not bad, but still 80 isn't like it. Rest in peace. That's the best I can say there. But when it comes to this game, if for those of you who are listening, and if you are, I kind of understand that sometimes when the Steelers frustrate you to no end, you just have to step away from them because you don't need that kind of negativity in your life. Uh, that's not us, though. We don't step away. We are going to be here through the negativity and embrace the suck as much as we can. And that's why part of me is kind of looking at this game. Was, this is the kind of one that the Steelers win. 
So I was so down. You all, you heard me say on the postgame show, I was so down and I was so mad with this team. I sold my tickets to the game. I, w- I was not putting up with it to have to go watch them lose to the Ravens. And what happens as the week goes on, I start to realize this is the Pittsburgh Steelers, and this sometimes is what they do to us early in the season. So I'm going to I'm going to do my best, Jeff Hartman, and I'm going to believe in this team that somehow, some way, they're going to find a way. Until at one o'clock on Sunday afternoon, when God intended NFL football to be played, they turn around and break my heart. I am bracing for the heartbreak, but I am going into that one terrible towel, ready to go. In the on the comfort of my couch, and let's just see if they could they could do what they're not supposed to do and get leave week five leading the AFC North. Would be pretty freaking awesome. Hey, I want to say give a quick a uh, quick hat tip to uh, the greatest Pittsburgh athlete I've ever witnessed in person. It's his birthday today. That's one Le Magnifique, Mario Lemieux. Happy birthday mm-hmm. to Super Mario, greatest. Pittsburgh athlete I have ever witnessed in person in my lifetime. So happy birthday to Mario. Number 66 will always be the best. Okay, Dave, why don't you send us out like you always do? Hi. See you next week. Well, actually, we'll be back next week. We'll see you next week. Everybody else gets a little tight.